Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pochcast. Today, Pochfad and Star will be having another absolutely riveting conversation with more wonderful, talented, and inspiring people. So, grab that drink, get your butt comfy, and hold on to your seat. This is the Pochcast. And welcome to another podcast yet to be named. I do appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Uh, today, we have a fantastic human being, one that, I don't know, I think if, if history books were rewritten, uh, they would be called the Mad Dog Chronicles. We have Mad Dog today. Dude, it is, it is a, a fucking legend. Like, it, and you know, you might think like, wow, he started off this podcast cussing. That's because he's a fucking legend. So you just have to understand that from the beginning. Okay, before we even get into this, prepare your mindset. Legend, fucking put them together. You got Mad Dog, the fucking legend. Mad Dog, how you doing today, dude? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing good. <laughs> it's good to see you. And of course, as, as usual, oh, we have the uh, the star, the beautiful star. How are you today? Still standing. You are sitting down every recording that you say standing. Anyway, good to see you. <laughs> good to hear your voice. So, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, we have known each other for a hot minute, my dude. It has been, what, like, three years? Three, four, maybe? Yeah. I was was trying to think, back before COVID and you were in Hawaii. Yeah, so a long, long time ago. It's been a minute. Back Back when you were a young pup, you know, cussing and yelling at people on Twitch, now you're this super grown man in the military you know doing the thing you're doing look at you man like i i feel like i feel like a uh um like friend parent you know watching you grow up right before my eyes look at him he's a grown man now <laughs> it's just it's fucking cool dude it's fucking cool absolutely <clears throat> so are you um are you like i'm I'm just i'm the one curious question and then we'll go into like you know how you got to where you are um a lot of people, when they're in the military, they're either in their own apartment or they're in barracks. Is there a preference for you? I know it's a random ass question, but like, are you oh, barracks God, I or wish, you? I, I'm unfortunately barracks, but I wish I was out in town. Okay, is that like you have to be in barracks, or are you just that was the better option? Uh, currently, it's the better option. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I've never actually been in the barracks, but I know a lot of uh, friends that are military that have told stories about barracks, and and none of them end up being like, oh my gosh, that was the best place I ever lived. So I was just, (laughs) didn't know if that was the case for you. No. Got you, got you. So I I would love to just like bounce back. Um, The reason why I met you was because you were, you were part of one of the best duos on Twitch of of you and, and Josh, or JK Super Trooper, as people know. Um, I think I met Josh first, and I kept hearing in the background this voice, this glorious voice that would say some of the most randomly fucking crazy things that I'd, I'd heard come out of somebody's mouth, and I had to know who that person was, and that was you. <laughs> that was you. You guys that were... Was me. What was your guys' main game back then? Uh... Back then, I'm trying to think. That was like 2019 because I was still living at my old house before we had moved. Uh, so probably, I think it was Modern Warfare because I was grinding for the mastery camo. 
Okay, okay. So you guys have played Modern Warfare, and I think I honestly, at a, at a certain point, I'm pretty sure you made up new cuss words that I'd never heard before. Um, you you had said some shit that I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, I have an arsenal. Dude, I have an arsenal every day. <laughs> you do. But it was like with such cadence, though. Like it was smooth. It was it was like you had them prepared. You know what I mean? Like like you came out of it. It was no stutter. There was <laughs> none of that. But I and I know I'm joking about you know like you throw out new cuss words. But you you actually are really good, like gaming. Um, did you, did you do that for a long time? Has that been like since young? Is when did you start gaming? Uh, as far as I can remember, the first system I ever played on was in like 2002, and I was like like one years old just on, my, on, on the atari just moving the joystick back and forth okay okay see atari that's like a respect mad respect original atari too not one of those new ones where you have the no, <laughs> like, like old school atari see i respect that because that's the first like i i can't you know i was around when the, the original one came out because <clears throat> i'm that old but uh like i respect that because Starting with Atari, that's it was it was a piece of shit, but it it did its job. It got you into the games and into doing whatever you know you were gonna do. So you went, you went Atari. Where did like where what was your progression? Because now you PC game, right? Yeah, yeah. So was there a progression in between Atari and PC? Uh, yes, I went from Atari to PlayStation Two to with a Wii at the time, and then we switched all that to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I got the Xbox One, and then the very year that I got the Xbox One, Todd switched exclusivity over to PlayStation, so I sold that and got a PlayStation right away. Oh, shit. I didn't know they did that. Yep. So, you can't can't play COD on Xbox? No. So, back when DLCs were, like, uh, when you would have to get like the game pass for or, like the uh, the pass for it in order to get all the four DLCs okay. before they had just the free updates, uh, it would come first to PlayStation because there wasn't the cross-platform system. Got yet. you. Okay, okay, okay. So they put it out on PlayStation. <laughs> so you sold your shit right with right to PlayStation yep. to make sure to get them. That's dedication. Like that's legit dedication. Okay, so you're playing uh, what PS4, destroying people, yeah. and what what made you go uh, PC? Uh, honestly, what made me go PC is the fact that every game that I play on PlayStation, I can play on PC. That's where the full competitive scene scene is. So if I want to like play against those best of the best with like being able to compete with them because consoles are capped at 60 fps i can have as much as i want on here so i switched over to this and uh just kind of ramped it up nice dude i didn't even think about that that's pretty cool and i think it's awesome like your your goal and focus was to play against the best and you if I, i don't know if you still are but you guys were on a team weren't you uh josh still is Okay. Uh, JK, my bad. I don't know if you. Yeah, know. yeah that's. Uh, but he's still on that team. Uh, due to other stuff going on right now, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had left that team. Okay. Uh, okay. And I've honestly, I still, I still love gaming and everything, but I just haven't really found that content creating passion again. Like I just kind of like fell out of it once I left, once I got out of boot camp, right. having that long period of time where I'm not gaming or anything, mm-hmm. and then to constantly be trapped in an area where there's like super hard restrictions. It's kind of like one of those where it's like you, you, you don't really have the ability. Yeah, got you. And that's and that's something that that you know I, I wanted to talk about too. Is you went from you know you went from the gaming and and streaming. You know you were on Twitch and you were you were grinding away, um, and then you decided to go into the Navy. Yep. And like you you busted your ass to get into the Navy. I remember it was a, a process of. Um, like you really fought to get into the Navy from what I, from what I saw, from what I I heard. I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I heard, um, what, what was your draw to the Navy? Uh, so do you want the funny version of it or do you want like the real (laughs) version of it? I I mean, I kind of want both now. (laughs) All right. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the real version. Okay. So, uh, I was, I've always been a swimmer, like high school i got a bag of medals sitting up on my uh dresser over here okay so i i've always just been a swimmer and uh i did like the olympic style diving um the recruiters went to one of the big big meets where all the schools are there and it was uh all the recruiters but the navy had everybody over there because swimmers navy it makes no right. sense yeah it makes sense. It, it was the navy and the marines that had the two longest lines uh and I started talking to the recruiter, and they were like, hey, do you want to take the ASVAB just to see where you'd stand and what jobs would be available? Me, my grandpa was in the military, and that's part of the funny one. Okay. But uh, he had told me, just, yeah, go for it. Go try it out. So I went okay. and took the ASVAB, uh, got my score. Wasn't what I wanted, so they're like, yeah, wait two years. You can do it again. My goal at that point was I wanted to be on the front line being a door kicker. I okay, wanted to be okay. I wanted to be one of the special forces guys. I wanted to be one of those badass guys. Right. Uh and I got a score high enough not to be the SEALs, but to be on the front lines like that. Unfortunately I got sick, lost that, and then when I came back uh and finally actually am where I am now, uh my contract was for submarines. Oh shit! Okay, okay, and and I know that we had talked earlier that there's certain things that you can and cannot talk about uh, when it comes to what you do for obvious reasons. I mean, anybody listening to this, I'm pretty sure you're aware. Yeah. The military can't go into detail of you know what they do in certain places, um, <clears throat> and so. Again, like I said before, if I ask anything that that encroaches on what you can talk about, just don't talk about it. Um, right. The last thing I need is for someone knocking on the door to watch you disappear on video. You know, so we don't <laughs> we don't need for all that to happen. Yeah. So you you got onto submarines, like that's that's what you do. Yep, that's kind of crazy because you you're what uh, seven foot eight, eight <laughs> foot three. Like you're a tall fucking dude. Right, like yeah, is, is I'm, I'm six water. four. I walk, I walk through the submarine pretty easily. Like, oh, okay. only if I step on the actual like uh, hatch frame mm-hmm. will I hit my head on the top of it. Otherwise, everything else is pretty much like 
just barely above my head. <laughs> just enough. Just enough. Just enough. Okay. So yeah, no, I, I, I just remember that you were you were tall. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I'm still gonna go with seven two because I think that sounds great. So, um, you know, Mad Dog's a seven two gamer that's in the the military now. So watch out because he will beat you up in more ways than one. <laughs> okay, so that's how you got into the the military. You just you were a swimmer. The Navy showed up. You're like, fuck it, let's go for it, and. Yeah, I was I was never really good in the school setting, so I was like, okay, all right, I can get like good life experience, good job experience, yeah, for no money out of my pocket, money getting paid to me, and all I got to do is sign a contract for the same amount of time that I'd be in college, anyways. So it's like a win, 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 win. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I, I didn't even think about it that way. But, yeah, if, if school setting isn't your thing, you're going to get a shit ton of, of experience. Oh, yeah. You're on, get the, on the job training is one of the biggest things that I've learned is, is that, like, my A school was, like, eight weeks long. But my on-the-job training is my whole career. Right, right, right. That's pretty awesome. Now, do you have um, something that, I mean, is this, uh, do you plan on being in for life? Do you plan on just doing this this four-year contract? Like, what is your goal for right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this contract, and I'm kind of going to see how it how it goes, because I, I have a very specific, like, two plans that I want if I'm going to stay in, okay. and I have to hit either of those in order to want to stay in. Got you, got you. See, you know what? I like that, though. I like that you're not just like, oh, fuck it, let's see where it goes. Like, you have a designated place you want to be. I respect that. Um, like, you know what you want, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, and, and so is it something that, you know, after, like, say, say you're in either for this one or for two or three more or whatever, like, are you going to take what you've learned and apply it, like, you know, go for jobs similar to that? Um, outside of military, or are you just like, do you have a plan that way? Uh, it's it's kind of dependent because some of the certain knowledge that I have mm-hmm. uh, for what I can do in the real world pays really, really well. Okay. But a lot of them aren't actually where I want to physically settle down and be located. So it's one of those where I'm going to have to like give take and try to figure out like a good middle ground for where I want to do. Uh, see, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I know some people, um, and not knowing exactly what you're talking about, and we can leave it as vague as you need to be, but some people, um, that I've known, uh, they, they were in the military, got out, and they got paid a shit ton of money to do their skill set. They hated where they were. They hated the location. That was their biggest gripe. But they went and did it for, they just took it, they they considered it like being in the military. They did like a two-year, four-year contract, um, made a shit ton of money, dealt with it for that, you know, and then came back, um, you know, came back home. And we were able to to set up, um, you know, with a little nesting. So I think that it's kind of cool that you have those options. Like that that really, because you're, you're a young dude. Like having those options set before you at this young, I think is great. I think it's fantastic. It, it it adds some sense of security to your life, um, and that's that. To me, as, as an older dude, 
looking back, you know, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I had that at, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23, like having that designated structure and, and security um, for life. Yeah, just it's pretty cool. But I, I did tease before that there was the funny side to the story. Yeah, and that's that's yeah, I do want to hear the funny one. I do. So when I was growing up, my grandfather was a Marine. Okay. And I, and he could tell like I hated school. Like when I'd go, I like would come home, I wouldn't do homework. I just kind of like did what I had to do to get through. Okay. Uh unfortunately, he had passed away before I had made it through my high school. And okay, he had told me uh, before he passed away, there's one thing that you're going to do, and it's the last thing that you're ever going to listen to me about. You're not going to join the Marines. And I said, okay. Okay. So when I went up to the recruiter uh, after I had lost the special contract, uh, and they're like, well, these are your options. I was like, you know what? I'm picking that one, submarines. So okay. I came home. And everybody was waiting for me because nobody came up there with me. Nobody knew what job I was picking. Mm-hmm. So I just came back and set it down on the table and said, Grandpa said I can't be a Marine, so I'm going to be a submarine. <laughs> and... Okay. Okay, no, that's money, dude. <laughs> it was the most dad joke thing I could think of, and I knew my grandpa would be sitting up there just laughing at me, just going, of, yeah. of course. Dude, that is the ultimate dad joke. That is so red. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't be a Marine, so I'm going to be a submarine. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, I like that. I wasn't ready for that one. I thought it was <laughs> going to be something different. That was good. Like, that was literally like a like a pun. That was. <laughs> it was, and I, I, I looked at that, and I was like, it's, it's too priceless not to do it. And the funnier thing is, just imagine you seeing that, like, pull into a port, and there's just a 6'4", super tall guy coming out of there. Everybody's going to be like, how? <laughs> right? That... That's like that's why I had to ask. I'm like, dude, you're 17 feet tall. How do you fit in a submarine? And I know I keep going higher and higher every time. Wait, I wait, 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 wait. We just <laughs> added 10 feet to him. <laughs> you know, I can understand like one or two, but 10, geez. Look, when you're 34 feet tall, you got, people got to talk about it, okay? People have Absolutely. to talk about it. <laughs> It's actually surprising, though, because, like, when I joined in, when I, everybody that I had talked to in boot camp or, like, any of the people that they allowed us to talk to Mm -hmm. uh, that were designated with our jobs, they were all, like, shorter than me. So I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to be the only motherfucker here that's, like, six foot four, crazy enough to go on a submarine. But I actually got to my first boat after, like, all my schooling where I was with people that were, like, six foot max. And okay. I finally got to my boat, and I finally found people that were like, there are actually people in here that are my size. Nice. Like, okay. There are actually people that are like six four, six five. Some of we have a guy on that was on my boat that was seven foot tall. No shit. And he had to actually transfer out because his knees were like. He's like, I can't keep crouch walking around here. Dude, no, I can just imagine that. If you're at 6'4", just clearing the ceiling, 7 foot, just constantly walking around, hunched over, and that would get uh, hella, hella uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Especially because, like, the racks that we sleep in, like, the beds, they're, like, just barely long enough. Like, I can put my feet flat on one side, and my head will barely not touch the other side. Like, I'm, like... Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. 
I think it's really cool though that, that there were more people in there that were that were that height. Because I always assumed, and, and again, this is me. You got to understand, I grew up with a surfer hippie for a dad, so oh, yeah. I was the furthest. Like even though my grandpa was in the Navy in World War II. And I think that's why my dad went hippie is because he saw all that my grandpa went through and, you know, his dad and, you know, lived through afterwards. Um, so my dad went full surfer hippie. So I grew up with no military knowledge for the most part. Um, I didn't really learn what the reality of military was till I was in my 30s and I'd moved to Hawaii. Um, and almost all of my friends there were military. That's seventy percent of my friends that were military, and so I got to know a lot, like mostly army, um, but some navy. Uh, uh, the roommate of mine actually was a navy chief, so I got to know you know some of that stuff. And she was five four, you know, so she could go anywhere on a on, you know she could go anywhere on a ship. I could fit anywhere, you know, because she was small yeah. and, and everything else. Um, I mean, she was five four, but she was like her guns were as big as mine if not bigger like she was a buff ass person it oh yeah crazy. like i i found that out hard in in boot camp like the first my first division because unfortunately i went during covid so i got mm-hmm. sent back twice so instead of taking what was going to be eight weeks so i would have been back before my birthday ended up pushing me all the way out into february yeah, i remember that but my first my first uh lead rdc was a female chief, and she was vicious. Yeah, like she was like five foot two, and was in guys that are like seven foot tall, yelling at them, saying, "You better elevator me now and ding the fuck down here before I fuck your shit up." <laughs> I'm sitting back there like, "Oh God, she's gonna come at me. I look like a damn beanpole." <laughs> okay. And and I'm not going to say her full name, but did she happen to be black and her first name started with an L and last name with a B? No. Okay. Because it sounds just like my own roommate. No, she, she, was, a, she was Hispanic. Okay. Okay. Spicy. She's going to kick your ass. That, that's what my whole first uh, group of RDCs were. There were four uh, Hispanic people. Two of them... Uh, male two of them female okay and and the females were more vicious than the males and i was like i was expecting like the guys to be up in our face just screaming yelling at all of us talk like no they were they were yelling at the short ones and the two female rdc's were sitting over here staring up at us just screaming at us and i'm like oh my god this is awesome right this is boot camp (laughs) this is awesome like I grew up around Hispanics uh, in California, the they the the spicy. yeah the ladies like the dudes the dudes were usually super chill right they were they were mad chill it was if you pissed off like you know I had friends that were Hispanic if you pissed off mom just run just fucking run because just mom's whooping your ass she has no problem like oh, like yeah, 100%. Hispanic females will ruin your day week if the, if yeah. you piss them off. And and you know, hey, that it is the same with uh, uh my buddy was uh, Filipino and his mom had no problem hitting you in the back of the head with a slipper. Like that was normal. That wasn't child abuse, that was normal, you know. Fucking hurt. Chonkless? Oh yeah, the chonkless. Yeah. Those yeah. Dude. Yeah, it, it hurt, but dude, it 
You didn't go call the cops. You said sorry. Okay, that's yeah. just the way it works. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I've had a few of those slippers fly at my face before. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like I want my teeth. Yeah. Oh, I, I will say. I will of, say. Uh, go for it. I mean. I made the mistake of telling a Hispanic mom I was done eating. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad I stopped. Oh, that is way God. better. Oh my, you do not know. What? I what? am white, whiter than white. <laughs> but my cousin married a lovely Puerto Rican woman. She is the greatest person ever. I still call her aunt, even though that she's my cousin, but that's just how I was introduced, because that's what yep, everybody yep. else calls her. And I came over one time, and I'm skinny. Like, I'm super skinny, but I can eat a lot. I came over okay. one time, and she was like, here's your food. And she handed me, like, I swear, she took one of the plates that normally, like, you would set everything else on, on for the platter. I like where you, the platter plates. <laughs> she handed that to me, and she's like, you're going to eat this all. And I just kind of looked. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's like, you are too thin. We don't do thin. <laughs> We're going to fatten you up in one meal. <laughs> one night. We got yep. one night. <laughs> You're putting on 30 pounds tonight, buddy. Let's go. And then throughout the night, like, we were working on uh, my car at the time, and me and my cousin were out there wrenching on it, and she just kept bringing out food and food and food, and I'm like, I, I whispered to him after she went back inside, I can't eat anymore. And he's like, shut up. Do you want to die? I'll take care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> like, at like, that okay. point, you have two very important decisions. Do I eat till I die, or does she kill me? Like, those are your options at that point, right? Like, I'm underneath a car, so I'm going to just keep stuffing my face with what I can while I'm working, because I'll pass on the car getting dropped on me. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Telling a Hispanic lady that you're you're done eating, you're full, is like going to an Italian dinner and saying, "Yeah, I hate spaghetti." Like you, you just don't, you know, like your lasagna sucks. You don't do that. No. Like it doesn't matter if it sucks or not. It doesn't matter if it's horrible. You just don't do it. That's just yeah, I learned your mouth shut and accept it. Yep. Yeah, I learned. I learned that day. You just eat until you vomit after you leave. <laughs> And it's not you better you better hold it you better hold it in until you do leave oh, yeah. well, otherwise then they're gonna be like oh you think that my cooking made you sick huh right it, one of those and it's like oh my god either that or oh you must not be feeling well here eat this it will help you <laughs> like either way the answer is food even though the answer was not food oh absolutely. or or and this is another horrible horrible stereotype but let me go get the vix Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. That because because it is if there's something wrong, Robitussin and Vix, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like that solves it. Doesn't just so you guys know I'm not a doctor. Okay, anybody listening, not a doctor. It doesn't solve everything. I don't need to be a doctor to say that. <laughs> Robitussin does not fix everything. Vix does not fix everything. Some people use it that way, but it don't. <laughs> don't. That that minty smell will forever like live in my nostrils I don't from do. like it, like if you have that like strep throat or like that sore chest where like you it's yes. hard to like breathe or something and then you rub it on there because that's what everybody's like yes it's yeah close to you, and you're just sitting there like 
I can't breathe. Otherwise, my <laughs> nostrils are just going to start shooting fire and smoke out of them. So this is what's hilarious. So the people that are listening didn't get to see that I just watched. I am 100% positive that Mad Dog has had the, the Vicks Vapor Rub because of one, one thing. When he was saying, I can't breathe, he literally put his head up away from his chest. That that was a like reactive thing. When you actually get the Vicks on your chest, you're like gasping for air. And, Fuck, I can't. Okay. <laughs> right back. <laughs> so there is no doubt in my mind that Mad Dog was reliving that moment while he talked about it. <laughs> there was a physical reaction because it's true, dude. Like that minty, like overpowering. I'm I'm breathing in the Arctic air without a mask. You know, like it's it's intense. I don't know if you ever had your parents do it. I had my parents do it once, and I asked them never to do it again. But they go to put it on your lip, and then just sort of push it into your nose. Oh my! And I'm like, please never do that again, ever for the history of life and ever never do that again. <laughs> they put it they put it on my upper lip like when it's super like cold outside and like how the top of your lip can like start to crack like yeah. when you like pull your lip down and eat and everything they tried to do that to me once and i was i walked outside and i walked back inside and said i'm not going i'm sorry no <laughs> i can't do it see it just takes that one time and what i'm curious of is like did they have that happen to them before so if they did, either they liked it, which what the fuck, or they're like, fuck you, kid. This is for all the times you piss me off. You're like, what are the other? <laughs> I'm going to go with the latter one where it's like, you know what? No, honestly, at that point, it becomes a tradition. Like, it happened to me. It's happening to you. You're going to pass it on. I promise you that. <laughs> I can actually see that. It's a tradition. <laughs> You're going to learn to hate it the way I did. Watch me. And then, and then you have... <laughs> the hatred part. <laughs> I I can say that I've never done that to my kids. We we've done so my ex put on the the VIX, you know, like the little bit on the chest and then would start to on the lip and I'm like, no 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 just the chest is fine. Leave it there. Like I don't think we should own this. It shouldn't be in the house. I dislike it. But that's as far as we're going. It's a little bit on the chest. You know, and we're talking kids who are like, you know, four years old, five years old or whatever. They're still little but I'm like, I will not pass on that tradition. You know, I'm not putting Vicks in my child's nose because I want to be deemed as the good parent. You go ahead and do it. You're the asshole parent. You're the one when they're 23, they're like, yeah, we don't talk to mom anymore. Fuck her. But we love dad. That's why. No Vicks. Right. <laughs> okay. So the one thing that I can say was the worst experience, worse than Vicks. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> is new skin. I don't know new skin. New skin is it's like a super glue almost. That it's like the liquid bandage. That's I like do know new skin. I've never used it. I've just heard of it. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's awful. Terrible. I tell me more, and, please. And I quote, like this this is gonna end up tying back into boot camp somehow because it happened <laughs> in boot camp too. But I was like four or five and we were going to my grandparents and they were like just down the hill from where our house was mm -hmm. and I was four like dead sprinting down this hill and I tripped and just rolled pretty much all the way down to the bottom of it like and and we were on the sidewalk it's not like it was the hill hill it was uh -huh. the sidewalk so the cement so, grading and cutting. yeah so Got it. I 
I had my uh, arm ripped up and my the tip of my finger and my knee. They were able to get the bandage on my knee and the bandage okay. on my arm. My finger, they couldn't get the bandage to stick because I had little chubby fingers, but not big enough for the Band-Aid to hold. So they used the new skin. I swear the pain for it is more than hydrogen peroxide when you're dumping it on your wound. Like, oh. it is bad. Wait, is it is it a liquid? Is it a paste? Like, what's the it, consistency? It's a liquid. It, it's a, it's it's a, a liquid, liquid consistency, that... but it feels like a paste when it's on your skin. Like, you want to peel it off, like tape. No, thank you. Just just picture picture what it feels like when you put, like, uh, glue, like Elmer's glue on your finger. Okay. And it, it dries on your finger. It's about that consistency, but it's a little bit, like, rubby, rubberier. And you're pouring that onto an uh, open cut that you're trying to close. Yeah, it's oh, no, it's you it's don't you, you don't, don't pour. No. They have it comes to like with, it comes paint with like a little on. it comes it comes with like a little nail pot polish brush. So you have to rub it in to an open cut that you're trying to close. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the words. Hold on, uh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Fuck that shit. No. <laughs> like that's no what the that's some shit no. fuckery right that's some shit fuckery <laughs> yes that's some shit fuckery exactly right. what what uh dude it's it's that? actually it's actually worse than getting cut open by coral and being in the ocean like Whoa. that salt water pain it is worse than that it is because I had it I actually had that here so I've had three times that I've had new skin applied to me since oh, since God. I've been born twice I've been in the military oh. God. Uh, no, it is absolutely awful. Okay, you describing it as coral because I, you know, I surfed and, and living in Hawaii. You can't, you can't go in the ocean in Hawaii as much as I did. Not meet coral, you know, like you're you're going to eventually touch it and not have a great relationship. It fucking hurts. Like that shit hurts. I don't know if 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 Manda, if you've been in the ocean where there's like reef and and coral where you've cut yourself. That shit is not friendly. The first time I did it, and this is kind of off, but just because you brought it up, the first time I did it, I just was like, oh, okay, a cut. You know, like, no big deal. And I didn't clean it, which was really, really, really stupid because the next day it was like a, a, a silver dollar size red infected area around this cut, and I had to split it back open and clean it out. Dude, if it if putting on new skin is anything close to that, I kind of I kind of think there should be a lawsuit against the creators of new skin because they're sadistic motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> I'm convinced that they're using Guantanamo Bay at this point. I'm convinced of it. They have it all over yeah. this military base. Like, you go to any like down at the next, the commissary, up at medical, any it's of the medical, it's it's they have new skin there. They have it on tap. I swear it. <laughs> They just refill the bottles. But (laughs) yeah, I I know what you're talking about about with the coral because there's like a dead reef, like just off the uh, coast over here. And we were there uh, last summer. Okay. And we had gotten let out early for the day. So we were like, we were in school. So we're like, screw it. We're going to the beach. Mm -hmm. So it was Friday. So obviously we're like, yeah, we're going to the beach. So we went down to the beach and we're, uh, trudging across this trench to get to the good beach because there is one beach where it's like thirty dollars for parking and there's one beach where it's ten. We went to the one where it's ten dollars because we're on a military budget. God, yeah, so, so I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm not paying thirty dollars for parking. So as we're 
crossing over this like canal i can almost explain it as there's like a reef patch and we're like oh there's that's cool so we go over there and we start looking at the fish and everything uh-huh. and i go to walk away and my foot slips in the sand and just rips like bottom of my foot heel to toes is just gashed open and i'm like yeah guys i I don't think i'm gonna be going in the water anymore today as the water just turns right around me it's like they they were like thinking i'm attacked by a shark or something (laughs) freaking out like panicking i'm like how are you guys panicking but i'm not it's coral it's it's not that bad I am so glad I went to medical on Monday because there was no way I was walking around that base. Oh, my God. And they put new skin down the whole thing to seal it up. So they hate you. I get it. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So you had both coral and Yeah, no, like, I yeah. yeah. Oh. Hatred. So like that. I so like we had completely cleaned it, hydrogen peroxide, everything just wrapped it up with like a normal like gauze wrapping. Okay. I, on Monday, because they had us do PT, I was like, I can't do PT. I have to go to medical. And I showed them the bottom of my foot, and they're like, Yeah, you got to go to medical because it was like <laughs> right. it, it was like red, but it wasn't infected red. Right, right, so right. I, so they brought me in their car up to medical, and I'm waiting in medical, and they open it up the exam room, and they're like, Ooh, yeah, this is gonna be a hard one to bandage up. Okay, cracks. Fresh bottle of new skin shakes it up, and I I hear that shaking, and my oh. mind flashes back to boot camp because I forgot about that pain when I was a child. But boot camp was the most recent one, and that was less than a year ago. And my brain's like, no, like you hear the sound. It's like it's like the sound of a, a pump shotgun. Everybody knows that sound. So when you hear it, it's like, oh shit. Right, it's about to go down. <laughs> you hear the the bottom of the news skin. You're like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm like, you're like, you better uh, get, a, you better get another person in here because they're gonna have to hold my legs down as I'm sitting here punching at my we need, thigh. We need three people to lay on top of me, not because some weird thing, but because I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> so they had, so they had another person come in there, and as they're applying it. They just see me wailing on my leg. Just oh, they looked yeah, at but... me. They had to ask me after, "Do you have issues with self harm?" I'm like, "No, I have issues with new skin." <laughs> <laughs> that is, <laughs> I don't you know how to self-harm? explain it. No. <laughs> the only way to explain it at this point is Satan's come. Like that's just what it is. <laughs> it is fiery painful nobody ever wants to experience that shit and it's just being dragged down my foot <laughs> so what you're saying is that was has a foot fetish you know what it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me oh gosh but yeah see i never i never want to come in contact with with new skin no um, no you do not it, there is a reason yeah. it is not allowed in this house so there's a list of things that don't go in the house. Vicks and new skin. Got it. Yep. Got I, it. Buy I buy it just because everybody that ever gets hurt, I'm just like, yeah, I got the fix for it. I don't carry band-aids. It's a multi-use aid. You're good. I, I'm... I'm you're like, like, if I gotta I go through the pain, so do you. are gonna go through it. If you're my friend, you are going to understand why that day I was like, nobody talked to me. <laughs> God, well, because I get like I get the the coral pain, like I know it. You know, like I'm glad you cleaned it out. 
That's all I'm going to say. Because what people don't know, even with dead dead reefs, there's still organisms that live in there. They take over. Like after the reef dies, there's things that go in there. They're microscopic. And when you cut yourself, they now live in you. But they're not friendly, and your body usually doesn't accept them well. So it gets mad infected, like crazy infected. So I'm really, really glad that you guys cleaned that out. Like that, just you saying that like the hydrogen peroxide, the scrubbing, I'm super glad that you did that um, because if you let it go a couple of days, the pain would actually be worse because you do have to split it back open and redo it. So I'm glad that you did that. But yeah, fuck new skin, dude. I haven't even used it. And I already like, it, I will go protest outside their headquarters. I, that's how against it I am right now. I don't even know where they're located, but I need to get a ticket, and I'll be the only guy out there with a sign that just says, fuck new skin. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's what like, I'm going to do all day. I was like, yeah, like okay. I said, I for- I'd completely forgotten that pain because I was like four years old. That's not something that like right. m- most people remember. When I was in boot camp, all the, all, like, the videos that you see, like, for those of you watching, if you type in boot camp making a sailor, the full length documentary, that first night, mm-hmm. that shit actually happens. Like that's it's not one of those things where it's like overdone for no, that is one hundred percent accurate. And it is mad because everybody's we're all like normal civilians. Like we don't have that military mentality yet where it's like mm-hmm. you're here, you gotta move quick, like move with a purpose. That's what they mm-hmm. say for the whole time that you're in boot camp okay and so everybody's just running around like madmen i have some funny boot camp stories that we can get into later but we're sprinting through and they give us these knit bags i i have mine and i'll have to show you guys after but like these things when you first get them they're so starched they're almost like they feel like a piece of plywood when okay. when they're so starched like that. So and they're hexagon like holes in it. So like obviously doesn't ferment the stink. Okay. So okay. like you can I cut my the first day as we're like shoving stuff in there, like getting to where we have to be, like getting everything and shoving it in there. I sliced open the bottom of my same finger that originally had new skin on it. Oh. All the way down pretty much to my palm. Like because we're just jamming stuff in there. Okay. So it sliced it all the way open down the center of it. And when we finally got back to Wisconsin, because COVID had to quarantine us in Wisconsin from Great Lakes. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm close to home either way. Okay. So when we got there, I showed the chief and chief goes, what do you want me to do it? Kiss it? And I was like, can I get a Band-Aid for it? He's like, I got something better for you. Came out and he's like, liquid bandage. Here you go. Put it on. So he hands it to a petty officer and he and he's opens it up and he's like i'm so sorry for you and i go what and he drags oh, it across and i go oh i started chief came over what 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 and i'm like this shit sucks <laughs> the chief couldn't hold it together he started laughing and i was like i i don't know if i should be offended at that or like happy that you're like haha he's funny like, <laughs> right? Like, are we kind of buddies now? We've had a moment. Like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not about to have you in my face every morning, screaming at me at like zero five. Get up! Get up! Get up! Like, <laughs> but I was like, oh, you know, it, he, you know, he knew when he handed that over to the petty officer. You know, he knew. 
Oh, he knew 100%. exactly what was about to go down. Like he he looked at you and, and was like, Haha, "You're new. You're unaware." <laughs> if if I would have remembered, I would have absolutely not. Nope. Give me give, wrap it up like a mummy. I <laughs> give me some paper towels and electric electrical tape. Let's just go. Pretty much that. It's when I carry in uniform all the time. Dude, yes. and some napkins, just because Dude, you never know when it's going to be needed. That's legitimate, though. When I was young, uh, my, my dad, he's always been, like you said, he was hippie, but he's a, like a blue-collar worker, right? Construction, worked on oil rigs, that sort of thing. I remember I, I cut my finger. Um, he was doing uh, a lane carpet, right? And so I went there with him, and we were helping put down, like, the padding. I was, I was like, six, seven years old. You know, so we're, we're helping them lay down the padding in, like, you know, closet areas because we're the little kids, so we can, you know, put it in there. And I found one of their, their blades that they use for cutting the carpet, and I was like, oh, it was old. You know, like, they're like, oh, it's dull. Right. So in my head, I'm like, oh, it's dull. And I just, like, rubbed it on my finger to see how dull it was and sliced my finger right open because it was too dull to cut the carpet cleanly, but it was well sharp enough to cut through skin. Oh, I'm yeah. six, seven years old, you know, I'm like, oh, never do that. I've never done that again. You know, it was the one-time lesson, but we're at a job site and my dad's just like, I got you. <laughs> we rinse it in the sink. He goes and grabs some some uh, paper towel. So I got this huge chunk of paper towel and electrician's tape. So I had this big black bulb on the end of my finger, but it worked. It freaking yeah. worked. Dude. Electrician's Absolutely. tape and a paper towel. Money. I can say I I can't actually tell you how many times I've cut myself with knives. Like I had a uh, FTL or FTO uh, front uh, like trigger open. So like okay on the knife itself, it'll conceal itself inside, and it's almost like a box knife where you okay. push the switch forward and it'll come out. But these are spring assisted and daggers. Okay. So like I was I was using it and like it had the safety feature so like if it was too close on something it didn't have an it would sense it like right away and it wouldn't smash straight through it because it doesn't have enough power to like just execute somebody in the back right so i was sitting there messing around and i'm hitting this cannon it's not busting open and i'm like whatever and i i forgot who i had the conversation with and they're like no balls you won't put i was like i'll do it i'll i i'm confident that i wouldn't cut myself with this in my pocket ever and they go no balls, try it on your leg. So I stick it on my leg and I pop it and it just like about a quarter inch of the tip, just bam, right into there. I'm like, oh, that was, that did not that stop. Did Skin is not as dense <laughs> as a fucking tin can that I can bite open. Like. <laughs> that, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Like, damn. <laughs> Went and got a Band-Aid and just stuck it on there and scabbed over and I'm like, eh, it's whatever, I'm dumb. But still, to this day, no matter what, I'll get a knife, and the first thing I do is I'll pull it out, and I'll test it on the uh, top layer of my skin to see if, like, the dead skin comes up and it cuts the hair on the top of my forearm. Gotcha. See how sharp it is? Yep. That actually reminds me of my older brother when we were younger, so I was under the age of 10. He's about two years older than me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he was around 8 or 10 years old at the time that this happened. I don't remember exactly when, but what I do know is that my stepmom did a lot of art. So she had, um, you know, all types of art supplies. But one thing she did is she cut stuff. So she had X-Acto knives, right? So a little short blade with the handle. And my brother thought he would be cool to bring the X-Acto knife to school because, you know, he's, he's cool with the, the X-Acto knife. That's, that's a cool thing. Anyway, um, he made it through the whole day without stabbing himself or anybody else, like the whole school day. 
we're um we're walking back home no he had to be he had to be eight because i was like five or six i remember the house that we lived in we were walking back to the house and he had put the exacto knife in his hand with the blade pointing down you know because it's cool right you know because you've seen ninja movies and every ninja holds their their little knife like that and um, the other kids that we were walking with were throwing rocks at, at you know we, we lived in the country at that point and so my brother picked up a rock and he threw it and his other hand went straight into his leg with the with the exacto knife just straight up stabbed himself and i remember him like yelling but not moving because he didn't know what to do like you know it's an eight-year-old kid like do you pull it out do you bleed to death do you leave it there and wait for an ambulance like you know you it's it's just yeah. a little knife but you know, when you're a little kid, he's standing there, and I'm like, "What'd you do?" And he's like, "A stab a leg, a stab a leg." <laughs> now, me being the younger brother and thinking of all the times that he picked on me, I just started laughing. I was like, "You know what? Fuck you, bro. This is payback right here." I didn't know what karma was at the time. I know what karma is now. That man's got karma. <laughs> and, the, and to add to it, so he pulls it out real quick. He, I guess he decided he was just going to take the chance of bleeding to death. He pulls it out real quick, and it's an exacto knife, so it's you know what the half inch, yeah, three, three quarter inch blade, like it's small. Yeah, and so there was minimal bleeding, but there was a cut through his pants, and that's how he ended up getting caught. Is you know he's like, don't say anything, and I'm like, nah, it's cool. You've already you know endured the pain that you're gonna get. Fuck you, you know. Like so, we go home, and then he doesn't think about it. There's a little bit of blood on the inside of the pants. But when my stepmom's doing the laundry, she's like, hey, how'd you cut your pants? And I just, I remember that because I left the room. I was like, I'm not in this. I'm not involved in this shit. Like, I was a little kid knowing, you just leave. You let him deal with this shit by himself. No, I'm not getting caught up in this. (laughs) Because if you're lying, I want no part of it. I know what happened, and I'm out. I ain't snitching, but I'm also like, I'm not a part of this. And he he ended up telling her the truth and got in big trouble and all this shit. And then he got a spanking. So I'm like, dude, you got stabbed and spanked. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my brother will hear this, but hey, don't stab yourself with an exacto knife. <laughs> so uh, I I I'm glad we didn't have new skin. Like on one hand, I want to be like, I wish you got the new skin, but on the same hand, I don't think I'm that mean. You know what I mean? Like, I get mad at him for being for being a shithead to me, but I don't know if I'm that mean. I, I will say, though, that if he got new skin, he probably wouldn't have gotten spanked. If, if... <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the spanking. <laughs> that's worse than that's... Man, I have some punishment stories that I've had. I, I don't know what's worse, military punishments or grandparent punishments, because they're old school... Okay, no, let's talk about it then. Like, what, like, like, com- compare them because you've you've gone through both now. Yeah. So, so military punishments, like boot camp punishments, those those just test your physical and like just mental, like just can you get through it? Okay. Grandparent punishments, it's like you mess something up. Not only are they disappointed in you, and you're like, damn. Right. But then you're also gonna get your ass handed to you by your your grandpa. <laughs> And if your grandma was the one that caught you, she's going to get you first. Oh. And then you have your actual parent. It's like, ooh, I've been ooh. cracked on the butt with a wooden spoon. Yeah. I've been cracked on the butt with a wooden ruler that broke. That one is an amazing story. 
So I was, my grandpa was home, and I was running around their house, and I bumped into uh, one of the side tables. My grandma loves collecting swans. Ooh. And I knocked over one of the swans and broke it. Ooh. I have the swan, actually. I still have those swans. Really? Yes. Oh, that's fucking rad. I, ha- that's I rad. have both the swans after that. But, and he just opens up the drawer and goes, we're going to measure how stupid you are. And cracks <laughs> me across the ass with this ruler. And I go, oh! We're going to measure how stupid Yes, yes, that is the conversation. And I was like, I was like seven, eight, and I was like, I'm, I'm pretty stupid. That one hurt. <laughs> and the, the shit people say, you know what I'm saying? Like, as me, it's, as me as a like, parent, like I, I, I think of these things, you know, before I would spank my, because I spank my kids. There's a difference, I think, between beating your kid and, and spanking your kid on the, on the ass. To me, there's a difference. And there's a lot of shit I didn't say because, you know, you want to say some witty comment, but you're like, how, how will this, like, ruin their brain? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to watch what you say. But that one right there, we're going to measure like, us. We're making cookies. So, like, the wooden spoon's already in use. We can't use that. So he's just like, what's the nearest object to me that's wooden that I can hit you with? <laughs> Better than going out and saying, go find yourself a switch, go outside. No, you're getting, you're getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's insta. Insta do, but that whole switch thing, like I, I knew friends. I never had to do it, but I knew friends. And that's how I learned that you you don't go find the smallest one. Nope. Because that's the one that hurts the most. Yeah. Like you you find the clunkiest one. So it's more of a blunt uh object beating rather than a thin, wispy, whipping destruction of terror. Especially because like if you find like a dried out stick that's like mm-hmm. long and thick enough, it'll crack on the first hit. You find one of those thin, like, new ones, and you get that. That thing is bending all day. <laughs> that one's ready for experience. a long-term whooping. He's speaking <laughs> from experience here. Like, like there, there's somebody, don't tell your kids to go find themselves a Switch. You just find it for them if you want to just give them hell. <laughs> Let them learn the hard way if they're going to keep coming back with them tiny Switches. Go tell them find you a better one. So I don't know if you can talk like in detail about the stuff that you went through in in boot camp, but like punishment wise, um, like how like you said it's like a mental and but like like how intense like is it just like the moment like that is your entire world like I'm I'm curious because I, again I only know anything military from friends that I have so right. personally I'm curious if you can't talk about it I understand but. Oh, no, I can talk about it. There's just one thing that we signed an NDA that we can't talk about, and that's, like, the end of boot camp for our graduation stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so for, in boot camp, they don't call them beatings anymore because okay. the military's going soft. They call them ITE, intensive training exercises. <laughs> I'm sorry. They gave it an acronym. It yep. went from beatings <laughs> to an acronym. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, at any point, they'll just drop you. Like, you'll just be like, all right, ITE, they'll pull out a card. They have cards on strict exercises they can do, and they can only uh, beat you for two hours now, rather than because people were just passing out and having to go to medical so much from doing it for so long. Okay. They'll, they can still make those walls cry, though. And that's. Okay. But 
because you're already under so much stress, you're in a new environment, you're learning all these things, and you're just getting, like, knowledge pounding into you, you're up at, like, 4 a.m., going to bed at, like, 10, just getting screamed at the whole time, watches in the middle of the night, it it sucks. Like, it's one of those where it's, like, brutal. And when you mess up and you're like, oh, fuck, I messed up, I'm getting smoked, you mentally, like, now you can, like, mentally, like, fall back into that mindset of, I'm about to get smoked, okay. and it's going to be sweaty. They'll come out of their office just yelling, and most of the time it'll be two of them. Everybody else will just have to carry on doing what they're doing while you're just getting, you're just sweating like a dog. Okay. They're like, the, the, it'll haunt me forever. The first thing that you hear when you know that you're in trouble is your last name getting yelled. And then followed up by the phrase, you have 30 seconds to hydrate. Which means you better be drinking some motherfucking water. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. And and they have, like, as crazy as it sounds, some of the exercises aren't actually as, like, long as your brain makes them feel. Like, they'll make you do 30 push-ups. But it's the way that they do it. Okay. Because they'll hold you, they'll make, they made me do 30 push-ups in an hour. Like, that tells you what they're doing. They're, it's like a minute up, a minute down, a minute up, a minute down. Because you can't just like... do it. You go by their call, it's up, down, one petty officer, up, down. So if they decide to go get, like, a cup of coffee after they've said up, you just stay up until they come you back? You just stay up. And if they and because they can still see you the whole time, uh-huh. if they see you move, they see your butt come too far in the air. They come out there and it started over. <laughs> see that? Okay, it to some people, I can totally picture some people going, "Oh, that's nothing. I could do that." But those people, I I just say this: you're an idiot. That's intense. Because it's not just the physical act of doing, it's the waiting to go, when do I change position? You know what I mean? Like, when do I go back down? When do I go back up? And you're just constantly waiting, like, uh, when? <laughs> you know, like, it's a, it's a psychological, but it's also a conditioning of, you're going to fucking listen. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why they call it the training exercises. And it's so intense because it's meant to like just they're yelling at you the whole time as you're doing it like about what you did how stupid you are like everything that you messed up on like like i swear (laughs) sometimes they just go your parents don't love you that's why you're here you're here to get out of like they just go in they don't i'm laughing but it's fucked up and it's like it's one of those where it's like you go back and you laugh and you're like i want to be able to do that like just (laughs) get in people and like get them shaped up for what they have to do which is very high stress situations yeah so you just sitting there doing 30 push-ups like i can sit here and do 30 push-ups in like 30 seconds like i can just crank them out in form and everything but when you're there and you're going through it an hour for 30 push-ups is absolutely crazy yeah and and your brain is just like sweating and you're sweating and you're like muscles are cramping you're getting too tense you're like you start to shake and then they like start getting on you about that like oh you're too weak you're too weak to do 30 push-ups and it's like 
it's it's amazing and the arm circles is what gets everybody because your arms are straight out and you're just moving them in small circles the whole time that's brutal and they'll come around and make and like they'll hold a ruler under your hand to make sure that you're hitting them if you're doing flutter kicks you have to have your back off the deck and your feet have to be six inches off the ground and they'll walk around with the ruler as they're beating you like just checking making sure that your feet are six inches off the deck they sit there and they get on you about attention to detail. And it's all attention to detail. See, that's like, I, I get, okay. I can't say that I've always appreciated their technique military. And I'm just speaking military in general. Cause I know each, right. each branch has their own specific brand of how they do things. Um, but while I can't say that I think that, you know, I, I completely agree or disagree, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to say that it seems to be very fucking effective, the oh. way that they do stuff. Like, 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 me sitting here talking to you right now, how I'm just, I'm sitting here in uh, civilian clothes. Like, I don't, there's no, like, actual name attached to me. There's no rank. Uh-huh. I'm just a person. The second that you put on that uniform, it's, it, you actually, like, lock into a different mindset. It's like conditioned in you at this point. Got you, got you. But I mean, if, if you think about it, and, and I'm sure you have m- much more than I have, in in a, a, a tense situation where shit needs to go down, you're going to be in that mindset, and everybody's going to do their fucking job. Yep. In, you know what I mean? And, and whatever that job is, having that condition, having that you know, you've gone through what you've gone through. Now, when someone's like, hey, do this, it isn't like, well, should we really? Or come on, do you want, you just fucking do it. And and I get that. That's, that's, I mean, essentially there's what, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the military, but you only have so many people controlling the, the entire group. You need to, you can't have individual one-on-one conversations morally about why we're going to do what we're going to do. You just need to bark it out. And everybody does what the fuck they're supposed to do. Like, I get that. It makes <laughs> that makes sense. I can just picture because I'm a very visual person, and this would be like a, a Monty Python sketch of a couple of armies going to battle, you know, and they all question everything. So they would get there to fight. So it would be like, okay, charge. But do we really want to? Like, what, wait, what did that guy do to me? And that, you know, like it would become chaotic and just silly. Right. It would become silly where, you know, the the military they do they they condition to go. Look, when shit goes down, we don't need 101 questions. We just need action or else we're all going to die. And that's legitimately, like, not even downplaying how it is. Right. And I and I have to sign page 13s, which are pretty much NDAs. So okay. there's certain things that I can't talk about. But in certain scenarios uh, through boot camp, they would, like, test your, like, creativity almost. There were parts, like, even here now I can say we had uh, – one of the trainings that we had to go through was involving a pipe burst and what we had used on there wasn't working and we couldn't get the water to stop flowing at a rate enough for us to be able to close it properly. Okay. So even though you're in that training environment and you're just like, I just got to do what I got to do to get this closed. You still also have to make sure that you aren't like messing anything up or like breaking any of the rules on what they want you to do in general. So I, I had glanced over at the uh, man in charge, and I had asked, is it okay if I use my NWU blouse? Because from the outside, 
they're meant to be able to pretty much resist water and hold air properly. So like if we were to fall off a boat, we can fill fill up the top with air and we can sit there and hold it and it'll act like a flotation device in our back. Oh, okay, that's cool. So when he said, do what you have to do, stop the flooding. So I take my top off and I'm sitting there in a brown t-shirt and my pants and he's kind of confused, but he's watching me specifically at this point. And mm-hmm. I wrap it around the broken pipe to get it to stop the water while we get everything else in place around it and then lock it in. That's fucking genius. Like that's that's also a, a matter of if you especially being submarine, some shit like that goes down deep, you could potentially save everybody by thinking outside the box. You know, thinking thinking like that. That's and and luckily, it, it, it ties into actually what my job is because I deal with pumps and lines and diesel stuff and a bunch of other shit. Okay. Like, my rate owns 80% of the boat is what it's considered. Okay. Like, the actual qualification card, the first, like, three or four pages is A-gang stuff. And if you go and talk to any machinist-made auxiliary, uh, which is A-gang, everybody just calls them A-gang because nobody wants to go MMA. Just, okay. You're an A ganger. So if you if you actually ever get to meet any of them and talk to them, they'll tell you pretty much they own eighty percent of the boat. Their job is to make sure that all the mechanical stuff runs properly throughout the whole ship. So essentially, keep everybody alive. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No unfortunately, no it also it, it also includes like, hey, my toilet's clogged. Can you come unclog it? Like, okay, like, hey, how about you don't take like monster sized shits in the toilet? Yeah, but I or use the whole damn roll of toilet paper. Like, oh gosh, <laughs> we're on a boat. Like, I I get it. We got like one ply toilet paper, but you don't got to use the damn roll in order. To... Yeah, I use that Clint Eastwood toilet paper. Tough Not... as nails. Don't take shit from no one. Skillcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What it's called. I, I love it. And everybody that's like, oh, it's military grade. It has to be great. Wrong. Military grade goes to the lowest bidder. I am convinced. Wrong. There, there is nothing in my mind that, like, if I see a commercial and it says it's military grade, I'm like, I am not buying that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want uh... my shit to run and not break 30 times, but still be able to be fixed. That's when I learned that there's a, what is it, 100 mile an hour tape? I think it's called 100 mile an hour oh, tape. It, I know it, it's essentially about. It's essentially like duct tape, but it will hold something up to 100 miles an hour. I have this. <laughs> yes, yes. Th- That's this the tape legitimately is what they use uh, when they would be holding on uh, parts to the boat. So, like, if they take something out for maintenance, they'll use that to actually tape it up. It's it's actually shocking. I've never put it up to the 100-mile-an-hour test, but I really want to now. I've, I learned that from dudes that were in the Army, and that's what, that's what they called it was 100-mile-an-hour tape. And my buddy was explaining why. I don't remember the exact story, so I'm not going to say it because I could fuck the whole thing up. But it had to do with something traveling at 100 miles an hour, and that tape was able to actually hold it because of how much they put on. But it's, it's like the military duct tape. But that, that shit is, like, legit. He, he's, he's like, dude, I will never touch duct tape again. This is the only tape that I use. Yep. It, it's, it's pretty burly. 
we call it EB Red because that's where our boats are built. It's gotcha. an electric boat. I'm I'm not going to go into much detail yeah, about yeah. that because no, I don't know a lot yeah. about them. Besides the fact that they build our shit. So, <laughs> fine <laughs> in my books. And, and they'll leave, like, rolls of it just, like, laying around the boat. And everybody just takes rolls home. Like, if they find one laying around at the end of the day when they clock out and everybody else is gone, they're like, shit, this come with me. And, and they just yeah. take it. And I, can't, I shit you not. I had it hanging up my flags in my old barracks room because they just recently changed my room. And when they were like, oh, that was smart to use duct tape. And I was like, that's Evie Red. And they're like, oh, shit. I don't know how this is going to go. So <laughs> so they take hot water and we're rubbing this thing with a hot water cloth. And we're still, and like, it, we finally get it to like loosen the grip. And when we pull it down, it actually still pulled the paint along, paint and plaster along the whole line of it. Oh, shit. Like it pulled it off. Oh, shit. And they just kind of looked at me and I was like, I didn't know I was going to do that. I thought it was just going to be treated like normal duct tape. And they're like, nah, this this is different. I was like, well, <laughs> glad to know that now. Nobody yeah. else told me that it was different. I thought it was just red duct tape. You, you know that saying when something's just built different? That's built different. Yeah, that's, that's just built different. <laughs> that's built like America. For some reason, we're still standing. <laughs> that's, that's how they put it together. Yeah, <laughs> how does America work, dude? There's this tape, right? <laughs> we just stretch that bitch across the whole thing. <laughs> So that's, that's I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to send me a roll of that duct tape <laughs> so I can duct tape up our windows on our Jeep. Oh God! Yeah, we don't need to use that. <laughs> Just get the hundred mile an hour tape. It's it's actually the same thing. Like I found that out. Like the ones that they sell at the store where it says hundred mile an hour tape. It's true. Just don't get the ones that say as seen on TV. Those ones are fake. <laughs> Why don't we just get some new skin and put it across the top of the, the window? I don't want to cause the car pain. <laughs> yeah, you want it to work, right? Not have an engine belt lined. <laughs> right? We'll have no problems with the engine belt until we put the new skin on that we started up. <laughs> like, okay, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never heard a car cry before. Oh, yeah, I'd feel horrible. Then I'd have to pour some uh, Robitussin on it, because that cures everything else. <laughs> rub some, rub some. Vicks, 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 right Vicks, Vicks right around the lug nuts. Vicks right around the lug nuts. <laughs> Do you put oil in your car? Nope, Vicks. <laughs> As you're, like, scraping the paste in there, just Vicks. <laughs> every time you start your car, everybody breathes clearly. <laughs> Okay, that I'm picturing it, and it's funny, but please, nobody put Vicks in where the oil's supposed to go. Not a doctor, not a mechanic. If anybody wants to buy me a $500 car, I will test this theory out to see how well it runs. We go to the airport, and they're like, why does Spokane smell like mint? (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Vicks, we keep them in business. This is a podcast breaking news. Wait for it. Wait for it. I need to go reorganize my Batman collection. See you Thursday on the podcast.